On Saturday, February 3rd, we were fortunate to have Becky Weeps, superintendent of UW-Madison's Peninsular Ag Research Station, join us for our third annual Kemp Apple School. Becky covered the basics of growing apple trees in the Northwoods. Given our more severe winter climate and deer pressure, it is often difficult to successfully grow apples in the Northwoods. The course was full of questions and great ideas for participants to take back to their gardens and home orchards. I thought it would be fun to look at the amazing apple tree and see what it has done for human and animal kind over the centuries. Apple trees are cultivated worldwide and are the most widely grown species in the genus Malus. The apple tree originated in Central Asia, where its wild ancestor, called Malus severciae, is still found. The domesticated tree, called Malus domestica, is in the rose family, Rosaceae. Other common plants in the rose family include pears, almonds, cherries, and raspberries. Apples have been grown for thousands of years in Asia and Europe and were introduced to North America by European colonists. This brings us back to my last topic about exotic plants and animals. Remember the ring-neck pheasant? The apple tree is exotic in origin, but is now an integral part of our landscape across North America. The apple is thought to have been domesticated four to 10,000 years ago in Tian Shen Mountains, now the far western edge of modern-day China. It is expected to have traveled along the Silk Road to Europe, with hybridization between wild crab apples from Siberia and Europe, as well as further crossbreeding between apples as new varieties were formed. Chinese soft apples have been cultivated as desert apples for more than 2,000 years in China and now modern-day Kazakhstan to the west. Among the traits selected by human growers are size, fruit acidity, color, firmness, soluble sugar. What is unusual for domesticated fruits is that the wild apple is only slightly smaller than the modern-day domesticated apple. If you've ever picked a wild strawberry, you'll quickly notice how tiny the wild fruit is when compared to a modern cultivated strawberry. That's not the case with the apple. There is indirect evidence of apple cultivation in the 3rd millennium BCE in the Middle East. Apple cultivars brought as seed from Europe were spread along Native American trade routes as well as being cultivated on colonial farms. By the mid-1800s, United States apple nursery catalogs sold hundreds of the best varieties uh, showing the proliferation of North American cultivars by the 19th century. In fact, it is common to find old apple trees locally. Many haven't been planted decades ago on homesteads before people came to the realization that farming in the Northwoods did not make sense. What is amazing about the common apple tree is the number of varieties. There are more than 7,500 cultivars of apples. Different cultivars are bred for various tastes and uses, including cooking, eating raw, cider, or apple juice production. Living here in the Northwoods, not all apples can handle our winters. Now this may sound absurd given the crazy warm weather we've had the past few weeks, but sometimes we do have cold snaps that can be detrimental to our apples. The University of Minnesota has bred numerous cold-hardy varieties that can be successfully grown in our region. Since the apple breeding program began back in 1878, 29 varieties have been released many of which you can purchase from local nurseries and orchards. 
You might recognize some of their cold hardy varieties, including the Zestar, Honeycrisp, Frostbite, and Snow Sweet. Now, many of the apple varieties available today are grafted. The cyan wood, sometimes called fruit wood, is cut from a mature tree like a Honeycrisp or Snow Sweet. The cyan is then grafted onto a common grafting rootstock. This provides several advantages. First, you get the apple genetics of the cyan wood, an exact clone of the Honeycrisp or whichever tree you cut the cyan wood from. Second, you get fruit much more quickly than planting a tree from seed. The third advantage of grafting is you can control the mature size of the tree. You have probably heard the term dwarf tree or semi-dwarf tree. In these cases, the rootstock limits the growth of the cyan wood, producing a tree of smaller stature. The term standard tree is not limited by a common rootstock. Most standard-sized fruit trees eventually get 25 to 30 feet tall. Dwarf and semi-dwarf fruit trees are much smaller. Fruit trees on dwarfing rootstock typically grow 10 to 15 feet tall. Dwarf trees add an element of safety. They allow for easier pruning and picking closer to the ground. If you don't have apple trees in your yard, make sure and pay a visit to one of our local apple orchards in late summer and fall. The amazing and exotic apple tree. It may be an exotic plant, but it's as American as apple pie. For field notes, this is Scott Bovey from the University of Wisconsin-Madison's Kemp Natural Resources Station.